everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head. And I'm Dane, the now-you-see-me-now-you-don't head. Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games, where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you, and play some games. Surprise! Oh, he scared me. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's what the, yeah. I he, get it. Because he doesn't see me anymore. Surprise. I surprised him. Yes, you did. So your All players right. are going to surprise you. Yeah. Dane, you want to read this I'm curated intro? <laughs> and came up with some shit you weren't expecting or prepared for. So how do you, the GM, keep your eye on that ball and hit that dang curve clean out of the park? More sports talk. Yeah. If you didn't get enough of it last episode. That's true. We didn't do this on purpose either. Hockey was just like, well, time on ice was a, a convenient metaphor, I thought. But we didn't make up these terms. These are like, <laughs> you know. These are these are terms these that exist. These are sports like, terms. Yeah. They exist well, they, in the sports field. They exist in the sports world, but these are also like, especially curveballs, is something that you know gets They're used colloquial outside of sports. Are, plenty. It's well, a it is a sports metaphor, but it's used regular no. all the time. So we're not like they're we're, they're idioms. Yeah. Okay. And we're not even really talking about sports. Okay. No, we're we're using idioms that just happen to be sports themes, and we use two back to back. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, curveballs. Curveballs. Right? Something unexpected. So, we're going to be talking about how to deal with the unexpected. Yeah. All right, first, we're going to give you an example mm-hmm. of a curveball. Just in case, you know, curveball, you're like, I don't sport. Then we'll just give you an example. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No sports for you? Fine. We're going to talk about it in nerd terms. Right. Role-playing game terms for us nerds, folks. And then um, we're going to talk about ABCs again. Yeah, we are. Keeping your cool. Right. Then we're going to talk about how to formulate an answer. Yep. Uh-oh. Our outline is off-based. So actually, it's going to go in order of ABCs and then acknowledging what your player is asking oh, for. Oh, yeah, we missed a bullet. Then formulate an answer. Acknowledge. And then drummer's rule. Drummer's rule. Now, if you don't know who drummer is or what that rule is, don't worry, we'll fucking get to it. Um, but let's let's start with the example. So if you don't sport. Uh, and if this is somewhat of a real example from our or experience. Maybe, so if you're listening. Maybe you're not a native English speaker and that English idiom doesn't make any sense to you. That's true. It's, uh, yeah, they might not know. Anyways, they might not translate yes, it very might well. not. Although we do not translate into any other languages. Yeah, you're listening in English. But you just might not know the phrase. So here's an example. It's a real example. If our friends who are party to this hear this, don't feel called out. You just should have done better in the first place. (laughs) Yikes. Shots fired. Uh, Shots fired. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We love all our... We love all our players and fellow game masters, and it's a blast. But we are going to talk about a real thing that happened because it was a great example of what we're talking about. So, then you want to take it away with this. What ha- what happened? Okay, well, you know, now you're putting me on blast. 
You're just putting everybody on blast, huh? Yeah. Okay, so D and D game. Basically, it's just dungeon crawl. Your characters were part of a mercenary company mm-hmm. that fought demons, right? Simple concepts. You go out to a dungeon, yeah. you kill some demons, you come back to town, you drink, you go back out and clear another dungeon. It was in its like design kind of the most like old school D and D was about like a thing. You do a thing, you get your rewards from the thing, you go back. Mm-hmm. You go back out, you do a harder thing as you level up and get better gear and shit. So, one character, unnamed, mm-hmm. uh, what are they going to do with all this income that they have? Mm-hmm. It's got some money from the dungeon. Well, I don't know. I mean, why not invest it, right? Mm-hmm. Put that money to work for you. Why not indeed? So, this character is like, I want to invest. All right. It's a D&D, you know, fantasy world, uh, you know, so what are investment opportunities? Oh, uh, you know, merchant shipping. Simple enough, um, except for, hold on, not, because that was, well, you know, the, the GM saw the pitch coming out of the pitcher's hand, and it's like, it's going this way, and then it curved and, you know, hit the the inside of the strike box and the umpire's like, you suck. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, sports. Sports. We were doing this example to get away from the sports yeah. metaphor, I would remind I know. You. I went right back in it. <laughs> uh, anyways, okay. So, basically, the GM got totally blindsided, hmm. didn't see it coming, and was like, I don't know. Yeah. Didn't really know what to do with that. Player comes back from an adventure with some money. Tells him, I want to turn this money into more money. It's reasonable that in, you know, this fantasy town, I could maybe invest in some merchants or some shipping or whatever. And the game master was just unprepared to deal with that concept and didn't, like, know the mechanics Mm. for how to run something like that. You know, to the point of the the GM, they tried. Mm -hmm. uh, But it was never really, like, it never really got resolved. It was always kind of a thing where it's like, well, like, yeah, I said that last time, but I'm, like, changing it this time. And, like... I didn't really make the rules. You know, I didn't write down. I didn't make... I didn't take good notes or something. You know, whatever happened, happened. Right? So, there's the example. Mm-hmm. Is it should just be you go out, you kill some demons, you come back to town, you go out again. Right? But now, Game Master's got to come up with investments and prospectuses and return on investments and you know way more world building than or way different world building than they thought they were going to need yeah so how do you hit that curveball out of the park right well you keep your cool all right shit happens don't panic we talked about it last time you know your abcs when you are faced with an unexpected thing from one of your players that you don't know the rules for, or you don't even know if there are rules for, and you're like, I'm not sure how to litigate this. I'm not sure how to uh, simulate this, because you're running a simulation for them, basically. Like, and you don't know how to do that. You're like, mm, it's going to be some math, and based on what, and you know how often, and you just, you don't know. 
That's okay. First thing is just don't panic about it. You don't know? That's totally cool. This is an opportunity to, you know, deliver. Because here's the thing. When a player does something like that, it's because they're excited about an idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're coming to you with that idea because they think this could be something. It could enrich their role-playing experience and, right. you know, give and them that's another all it way could to be. interact. It, it doesn't need to be like, oh, I think this is a really cool direction to take the story. It could just be, I think this would enrich my role-playing. Yeah. They're probably not, if a character comes to you with this, they're probably not saying that, like, I want to abandon dungeon crawling and just become, like, a day trader in Baldur's Gate. That's almost definitely not what they want to do because that wouldn't be a very fun game. So just take a beat. Be like, okay, wasn't expecting that. Mm-hmm. You and don't have to give them an answer right away. That's where you got to ask your clarifying questions. Yeah. Right? They come to you with a thing that's totally weird. And you're like, okay, wait a second. So are you thinking that you want to become a day trader now? And they'll be like, no, no, no. I just want to put a little bit of the gold I got from mm-hmm. this dungeon into something that will hopefully come back. And I understand that there's an element of randomness where mm-hmm. I might not get any, I might lose this money, but maybe it'll come back and then I'll get more money. And then if I suddenly had more money, we could do something cool mm. the rest of our adventuring party with a sudden windfall of cash. Yeah. I don't know. So, you know, take, take a moment and think about how whatever your player is asking for might fit into your world, right? Take a moment and be like, okay. Deep breath. Interesting. Ask some clarifying questions. You know, maintain your cool. Don't give like a, well, we're getting into that later. Don't give a flippant answer that like you're going to regret later because like you give an answer and then like they latch onto it and you're like, shit, no, that was a joke. Yeah. Why did I, mm, I shouldn't have said that because now I have to go with it, Mm. you know. Uh, And we are going to, yeah, so we're going to talk more later, about that concept. Right? But. So you're taking your deep breath. You got your cool back. Yeah. Right? A great way to understand what your player is asking for is to, like, just parrot it back to them. Mm-hmm. Acknowledge what they're asking for. Yeah. You know, restate it. Be like, okay, you want to Because this is invest. confirming. You tell them what, what you think they're asking for. Mm-hmm. Use different words. And get on the same page as them and then acknowledge, because Mm -hmm. in doing so, you're acknowledging what they're asking for and you're showing them that like, yes, I've clocked what you asked for. I'm figuring it out and figuring it out is okay. You don't need to know the answer. Mm -hmm. Like. Not right now. If you, yeah, you don't need to know the answer. If you fully understand what they're asking for, then you can apply some of the game mechanics to that. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, oh, well, my character wants to be knighted. Okay, well, what the fuck does, you know, what does a knight knighthood mean in my world? Okay, why are, you want to be knighted for what purpose? Oh, well, I just, you know, think it would be cool because then I get to introduce myself as Sir. Okay, uh, I can do that. That's easy, right? But like, oh, I want to be knighted so I can have a keep and then switch to just managing my my keep and then it becomes a, 
you know, a, a chore game. Right. Then you might need to be like, okay, well, in order for that to happen, you need a certain amount of wealth. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to do like a certain amount of deeds or something like that. So you didn't actually say no to the player, but what they want, you, yeah, you, you can gave tell them, them game okay. mechanics of how to achieve that. And there can be a good amount of time between these two. Yeah. You know, so we talked about acknowledging. Now we're talking about like formulating the answer and giving them the yeah, information. Yeah, I guess we moved on to formulating the answer. Um, giving them the information and telling them like the mechanics that you're going to use. There this can be, there can be a bunch of, um, there can be a bunch of time between that. Mm. But you got to do this acknowledge part first. You say, okay, I understand what you want. I'm not ready to run that yet. Let me get back to you. Yeah, I will get back to you. And it might not be until the next session, or it might be something that you do, you know, outside of sessions in, like, an email or a text exchange with that player specifically so that, you know, they're ready to do that. But, yeah. So you acknowledge, yes, I get what you're asking. I'm going to find a way to work this into the game. I'm going to figure out what I need to do to simulate Mm -hmm. it. Right, because I was told, like, one of my stupid stupid college professors, yeah, those stupid idiots. Those idiots. Being professors of whatever they're teaching. Uh Dumbass. Uh, (laughs) Was talking about uh, one of the hardest, like, things of solving a problem is figuring out actually what the problem is asking you to do. So, what that player is asking for might not be immediately obvious, right? Mm-hmm. You need may need to ask some more questions, uh, you know, and think on it, mm-hmm. right? So that's why it's totally fine to just be like, let's put a pin in that. I'm going to mm-hmm. think on it. I'm going to get back to you. Right. I get what you're asking. I need to figure out a system for this. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the example of, like, player comes back from a dungeon, has some gold, and instead of spending it, they want to invest it. And hopefully, you know, make some more money off of it. You can boil that down. Like, you know, people who uh, people who test poorly usually understand this really well. That, like, you know, test questions are usually worded with a bunch of superfluous information. Mm-hmm. And what you need to do is boil it down to, like, yeah. what the question is What asking. is exactly it asking? They're saying, take this money apply a little bit of randomness to it and mm-hmm. either take some of it away from me or maybe give me a little bit of it back. Mm-hmm. Once you work that out, then you can start to like formulate how you're gonna how you're gonna run it, how you're gonna operate it for them and you can come back with an answer about how actually you're gonna deliver what they asked for. Mm-hmm. And something, you know, if it's not like uh, so uh, abstract as like investing money, um, it could be uh, something that actually requires like a real time answer. You know, then just keep it consistent. So you know, oh, uh, it's kind of vague in the rules on what you're asking to do. Um, so I'm gonna decide this. Um, like I don't know, maybe in an unnamed system uh, a, like a magic spell right 
that's not, uh, they didn't pick it out of the spell book. They kind of just made it up themselves. And they're like, Here, yeah, here's the spell I want. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it has this effect. And you're like, okay, um, well, I don't really know how to rule on that, but we need an answer because you cast a spell. You know what? Um, you're going to need a roll of this or better. Yeah. Right? Then, you know, write that down. Make sure that you can remember that later to at least maintain consistency. And then maybe it turns out that it's super overpowered. Mm-hmm. Then just talk to the player and be like, okay, I've made a mistake. You, when you use that spell, it's way too overpowered. Yeah. Please let me increase the difficulty or something like that. Or, you know, then you just open the discussion. Yeah. Consistency. The resolution that you reach, about whatever this is, whatever you decide on, you need to be able to be consistent with it. Meaning, you know, mm-hmm. you're going to do it multiple times and not change it because if you start changing it, your players are going to be like, well, why is it changing? Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to have an explanation for that. That's difficult. And if it requires more thought, then, you know, push the concept. Push, you know, kick the can down the road as far as you need to to deliver a Something, ruling that actually yeah. works. It's, it's um, okay, this is interesting. Have you heard the idea that, like, if you're, like, a leader in any situation that making a decision any decision is better than no decision you know better than just like sitting there doing nothing i have heard that i don't think that applies in this situation i I think i think think it applies for some things where if it's simple Mm -hmm. instead of stopping gameplay and because like oh i cast this spell right and then oh well the effects are kind of vague i think that Making any right. decision there is better Making than a decision it. and rolling with it, mm-hmm. that's great. But if someone is like, hey, I want to engage with this fictional investment system mm-hmm. that you haven't made up yet, but reasonably should exist in this world, that's a situation where just like... You kick the can. Yeah. Uh, from the ship, of, uh, from the hip, you know, just like quick drop. Uh, we're going to do it this way. That's worse. Making a quick decision is worse than taking your time and figuring out, like, how it's actually going to work. Tell your players, that's great. We're going to do this. It's not going to be a thing this session. I will have an answer for you hopefully right. next well, session. Well, it just, for something that has far-reaching effects, it's a lot riskier. It opens yourself up as a game master to way more risk mm-hmm. making a you know, off-the-hip decision for something like that, like... Because you never know how it's going to come back around. Like, oh, you want to be knighted? Yeah, sure, killing that one goblin gets you knighted. And then, I don't know, three, four sessions later, well, I'm a knight. I can't be arrested. Oh, shit, my whole thing was about, you know, throwing you guys in jail and then, like, you know, I had this cool, like, escape session plan. But, like, you're right. You know, as a knight, you don't get thrown in jail. You get put into these fancy cells. Okay. Um, mm. I really fucked myself there. Yeah. So, you know, the the last the last thing here in the formulated answer is a little bit of advice that 
it's going to be tough to apply to everything, but I think it's I think it's just good to keep in mind. And the advice here that we would give game masters is that simple is best. Mm-hmm. And we talked about reading a problem and boiling down the non-essential information to like what are they actually asking for. If you can reduce a concept like I want to I want to invest in a seafaring merchants industry. Okay. That's complicated. You don't need to world build a believable fantasy economy. Mm-hmm. You don't need a bunch of, you know, merchant houses. You don't need to like keep a roster of all the ships and all their routes and then like roll for do they or do they not. And cargo manifests yeah. and don't fucking do that. Reduce it to like two dice rolls. Be like, did something good happen or did something bad happen? Mm-hmm. How much was the loss? Or How the, much game. Was the game. Roll those two dice, mm. and then just like at the beginning of every session, or however much time needs to pass in game for them to like check, you just do those two rolls, and then you tell them the dollar amount, you know, because that's all they really want, probably in this mm. in this specific example. So, yeah, so simple is best, usually. Yeah. If you can boil down the concept to just, like, a couple of dice rolls, do that. And then give the give the payout to your player. Not necessarily in a money... It might not always be a money investment situation, whatever. Mm. But, like, give them the answer. They don't need to know everything that went on behind the scenes about I, it. Or, you know, some... Some more examples, uh, well, all I can think of is Afterlife because we've just been working so hard on on Afterlife. Um, but in our system Afterlife, uh, there's you can equip your character with like mutations um, that can be anything you want. And some of them get really weird and complicated or can be re- weird and complicated. So simple is best, like... Character wants a self-healing mutation. Mm. Okay. Uh, that's cool. That's really cool. But, like, could be a little OP, right? Like, if they just constantly heal, then, like, are they ever in really any danger? All right, so I'm going to set some limitations on it. I'm going to say that uh, your self-healing has a one in four chance to, to, to heal a certain yeah. amount, right? Mm-hmm. To to work. Uh, so when you once you take damage, you have to roll a, a d4, mm-hmm. and only a four heals you, but it only heals you this amount. Yeah. Right. So it's pretty simple. I would say fairly simple, and I think that's how I would probably do it too. If, yeah, if a player wanted to invent mm-hmm. a thing that like affected their stats in a certain way, like that, would be like okay. But it doesn't always work, and it's limited. Mm-hmm. Every time you get hurt, yeah, I like that. Roll a d4. On a 4, you get to just, you know, ignore part of the damage you would have otherwise taken. Lucky you. You had to spend points in your loadout to get it. But, uh... Right, but, like, yeah, I mean, you could easily come up with a way, like, better system. So, like, oh, well, you heal, like, bullet wounds at this rate and you heal knife wounds at this rate Mm -hmm. uh and like it actually changes between like you know uh limbs and torso and like you can't heal head wounds and then you gotta keep track of all that shit Mm -hmm. and then 
good fucking luck. Yeah. So I would say, if I might take a stab at boiling down your your advice there, don't make more work for yourself than you need to. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're going to put all that unless you're going to put all that tracking of information on the players and expect them to accurately, you know, which you should, which you shouldn't because, you know, yeah, they're not fucking going to. And to be fair, it's not really their job. Um, yeah. Don't make it more work for yourself. Reduce it to like a dice roll or two, if you can, and be like, if this, then yes. Otherwise, no. Mm -hmm. Because it makes it easier to keep track of. It keeps the game moving when that situation comes up because then you don't have to be like, okay, wait, hold on. Uh, where's that chart that I made? And like, you know, you're flipping through your notes and then like, oh, wait a second. I don't remember what, like, what kind of drugs I was on when I made this chart. It makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no fucking sense. Right. Simple. Simple is best. It's easy to remember. It makes it quick. If it, like, happens in game, then, like, boom, it's a quick thing Mm. and everybody can move on. So, when possible, don't make more work for yourself. Yeah. So, in formulating the answer that you are going to give your players, acknowledge what they're asking for, confirm it, take the time that you need to give them a good answer, Mm-hmm. And then keep it as simple as you can for yourself because you're the one who's going to need to track it and you're the one who's going to need to inform them of the results. Right. So, Which usually boils down to a dice roll yeah. because it's always, it's, always, it's always a dice roll. Yeah. Everything is a dice roll. So a curveball can be answered by a dice roll uh, because they're already rolling dice for attacks, for... Charm attempts for, for whatever you know, for yeah. drinking fortitude. So just do another dice and have that dice tell you the answer. Mm-hmm. You know, make a D four or D six table and be like, it can be these things. Roll, have it tell you. Now that advice leads us into our last thing, which is drummer's so, rule. Drummer's rule. Who's drummer, Dane? Always on blast, I am. Uh, all right, so we've already recommended it at least once, if not several I times. I think maybe a couple times. We definitely talked about it a bunch. So the Expanse series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this time we're for sure talking about the book series. For sure. I don't know if this concept made it into the show or not. Um, I don't think it did. Okay. I know because, the character drummer well, is in the they show, did a whole but different in a different thing, role. They and... did a whole different thing because, like, uh, there was, like, a big coup. Yeah. And all this shit. Uh, and I don't remember how the show went. I don't think this concept made it into the show. Mm-hmm. But it did make it into the books. Oh, also it didn't because this is because they only had one planet out of the, uh, out of the gate. That's, they yeah, they, the they whole, never, they yeah, they never got to the diaspora. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Okay, so anyways, we're talking about the books. Yeah. The Expanse books. Uh, Drummer is, uh, well, started as a security mm-hmm. uh, chief for Fred Johnson, who was the leader of, like, kind of, well, well I digress. I not, not important. Not she's important. she's a belter security character who ends up being in politics and then later leadership. 
and like big time leadership. Yeah. Uh, so she is presented with a problem mm-hmm. that she needs to make a decision on. Yeah. She needs to make a, a new problem. Yes. A thing that hasn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And now the response needs to be caref- carefully measured. Well, yes. Uh, a problem that has become. Yeah, a, a uh, thing that's prevalent. now, yeah, like, like a problem starting, they have to respond to. You know, if if she does nothing, the problem's just going to continue. Yeah. It's common enough now that it's just, you know it's going to continue. Mm-hmm. So, the problem has to be dealt with. Uh, and then she introspectively remembers um, some advice from her predecessor, well, from her mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, basically, if you do something once you need to be prepared to do it again. Yeah. In the context, she's talking about killing a planet. Basically. She's Yeah, she's talking about, like, harsh legal ramifications. Mm-hmm. A death sentence for for a planet because they uh, broke the rules. Yeah. This specific rule, right? So the penalty for this rule-breaking is going to be very severe yeah. and could be... Could be a death, a death sentence. sentence. Going to cut them off right. from the gate network for a certain amount of time. Be like, you wouldn't fly safely. You wouldn't obey the rules mm-hmm. from flight control. So she is wondering, having a conversation yeah. with herself, if, you know, if I do this once, I'm going to have to do it again. Yeah. Which means I might have to kill a lot. Of, like, it yeah. could kill a lot of people. Right. So when you make a ruling, fortunately... For game masters, it's not a life or death. Our shit is not that high stakes, but the philosophy is still—it's still a good tenet to live by. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna do it once, you know folks are gonna expect you to do it every time. Are you prepared to do it that way every yes. time? Uh, like that's what we were kind of talking about uh, before. Like if you make, if you say, "Oh, this is how that spell works." Mm-hmm. It could be extremely overpowered because if you say it once, there the player is going to expect to be to have those effects again. Yeah. So if you're like, oh well, the lightning, it spread, you know, it it zaps between multiple targets and kills them all. Well, now you've just made a lightning spell that yeah zips between. You you've said targets. that when they do lightning like this, it hits everybody in the room and they're going to start looking at it like that's a utility mm-hmm. and they're going to be like I can hit everyone in the room with this lightning and if you don't let them do that they're going to be like why not Yeah, you have to be prepared to do it every time so are you is I guess the question that's drummer's rule if you do it once you have to be prepared to do it the same way every time are you prepared for it? is it an appropriate response or is it the appropriate ruling mm-hmm if you consider that you're going to have to do it the same way on and on into the future. And so it's basically just be careful. Yeah. Uh, right. Like we basically are now recapping, you know, recapping a lot of our stuff. Right. Cause if it's uh if it's very far reaching, like say a spell that they can use at any time, well, you might want to take, a couple seconds to think about how this like spell could be applied in a multitude of situations. Mm-hmm. 
right? So if like, okay, if, you know, yeah, if it hits everybody in the room, well, they could also hit their teammates. Okay, maybe that's how I limit it uh, because they don't want to kill their teammates. Yeah, so you um, say like your friends in the room also get hit by this mm-hmm. spell. Now they're like, okay, it's not as overpowered. I need to be careful with it. Right? Um, so think through some of the ways that the player might... Uh, well, basically, just like, how are they going to try to use this to their advantage uh, is basically what it boils down to when you make a decision. Obviously, you can't think of anything because that's everything. You can't think of everything because that's what this episode is about, hitting mm-hmm. the curveballs. Um, but don't be afraid to take that time to think it through because once you say it, your players might not remember, but like they could, yeah. they could latch onto it really hard and be like, no, 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 no. You said, you said, this is how I get to do this thing. You got to be careful of that. Right. And so it doesn't, and it doesn't need to be an exact uh, simulation speaking like the, the example we used earlier, right? The, mm-hmm. the investing, it doesn't need to be exactly like a what a medieval like merchant, mm-hmm. you know, In fact, trading company. I would say if you went to the trouble to accurately simulate the the sea trade in Baldur's Gate and how investing in it would work, I'd call you a bit of a fool because I'd say that's too much work. Why are you doing that much work? Just don't. Just have a little table of like if good or bad stuff happens mm-hmm. to the investment and then have another dice for the for the money that's either won or lost gained or mm-hmm. lost that's how i would do it and there's a decent chance your players are going to forget about it mm-hmm. certainly like they're going to forget about the behind the scenes yeah like mechanics. the investing thing yeah um you know less likely to forget about a spell that they could use at any time true uh but like you know or the knighting example Chances are they're not going to remember half the time that they're a knight. Yeah. Or that that was a thing that they, mm-hmm. you know, were going for because they're going to be involved in whatever the adventure is. So, you know, it's usually pretty safe to back burner stuff for a little while. And mm-hmm. it's always a good idea to just simplify the mechanics involved and be like, this is how it went. Mm-hmm. I... What actually I mean, happened is, that, is I just rolled a dice to that figure makes out, it much but. easier to follow drummer's rule. Well, I, I, that's not really how it is. Uh, it much it makes it much easier to be consistent and to yes. you know apply the same uh, ruling every time if it's just a simple dice rule. Yeah. Um, you know, if there's like oh extenuating circumstances and it's completely contextual, well then you're like reevaluating every single time. Because, you know, every single time is a little bit different. Like, oh, this one's in the rain. This one's in the desert. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh. No. So then it's just like every every session you got to spend five minutes re-assessing um, the yeah. situation. Revisiting this right? additional game mechanic that you've saddled yourself with. But if it was a simple roll, then it doesn't matter if it's a desert or if it's raining. Or whatever. Then it's just the dice roll. Let's yeah. let the dice decide. Mm-hmm. And the only part that matters is how it affects your players. Reduce your concepts to just that, 
mm-hmm. and you'll have a way better time, and they will still get everything that they want out yeah. of it. Um, yeah. So a little more focused than last time. I think that was a pretty good tips and tricks about how to hit the curveballs that your players throw at you. I forgot it was a tips and tricks. It was a TNT episode. So we talked about an example of a curveball. We actually ended up talking about a couple different examples. We talked about the idea of keeping your cool, your ABCs. We talked about that last episode. We reiterated again. Don't panic. Take a minute. Be cool. You know? Um, Acknowledging what your players are asking for and then taking the time that you need to formulate an answer. And then we talked about drummer's rule. And keeping it simple. Keeping it simple. Keeping the answer simple. Keeping the answer simple, reducing it to as few mechanics as possible. And then drummer's rule. If you do it once... You're going to have to do it that same way again. Well, Are you prepared to? It. Yeah. People right. expect you to do it the same way again. Are you prepared to keep doing it that way? Mm-hmm. Think about that. Have a little foresight. Yeah, because if you're not prepared to do it that same way again and again and again, you need to come up with Find a, a different way to do a it. better answer then. Yeah. If it only works this once, it's a bad solution. Uh, but I think that about do it. For this year episode of Two Headed Game Master, um, always uh, you know Two HGM. We have a website, Two HGM dot com. Check us out. It's really great. We got stuff on it. Um, <laughs> it so needs to be updated. Yeah, it's a little out of date stuff on it, but uh, the stuff that is on it works. You can download some fun bits, and we have Patreon, Twitter, and an email uh, feedback. So, you know, if you want to get in touch with us, join our community, join our mm-hmm. Patreon. Um, it's worth it. Hey, we're yeah. cool. We do fun stuff. You like it. Um, Afterlife is coming, we promise. Yes, working hard on that. Hopefully, it, actually, it might by be the out time by this releases, mm. it might possibly be out. We record these episodes several weeks in advance and no, you're going to hear about the we you're going to hear about the release of afterlife probably in a little like blurb a little bonus clip that we release on this feed and that'll tell you where to find it where we published it and you know just like interesting stuff about it so look out for that it's coming uh thank you to the burning saviors for the use of the song pond hillos finest the intro and outro to our program and we will see you next time See you next time.